Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. This is the first of what will be five roundtable shows here to kick off Super Week. We're going to check in with the Bucks and the Chiefs every day this week just to kind of see what's going on with each team, get the lay of the land, what they're up to kind of a thing. And I am pleased to be joined by two guests, Trevor Sikama, formerly of Pewter Report and now a senior writer for the Draft Network, and Craig Stout of Arrowhead Pride. What is the feeling of Bucks fans right now? Are they like, hey, we probably won't, won't win, but who knows? Or are they like, forget that, we got as good a chance as anybody? I think Bucks fans at this point are just so excited. And even though they know that the Chiefs are favored and that you know, if they had to lay a lot of money on the line, they might be taking the Chiefs. Like, I have not heard any Bucks fan be like, yeah, well, like, they're just so all in on the fact that they made it and the fact that Brady is the quarterback and everything. I mean, I think that they really are all in on believing that they can best the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, when I've talked about it before, you know, and it's nothing new, but if football games were six quarters long, I'd tell you to just cancel the league, like stop the league, give the Chiefs like, okay, you did it. You won. This is over. Nobody's going to beat you in six quarters, but it's four. And so with that being the case, with every game starting zero zero, you always have a chance to survive. You know, you got to get a little bit lucky. You got to, you got to play good on both sides of the ball. can't have too many turnovers. Obviously you have to have to have a lot of talent to match them, but I think that's where most Bucks fans are at. They're saying, Hey, we got a shot, even though it is, Mahomes, who's on the other side, and he's basically been unstoppable since last year. Brady makes everybody believe that they can do it, even beyond some logic. And so I really do think that a lot of Bucks fans believe that they can best the Chiefs in this one. You mentioned there might be some avenues for the Bucks to attack you guys. What are those avenues, Craig? Well, through the offensive line that frankly looks really, really poor right now. I mean, the Chiefs are without starting left tackle Eric Fisher. They lost starting right tackle Mitchell Schwartz earlier this season. They lost left guard Kletchio Simile. Uh, right guard Laurent Duvernay-Tardif you know, opted out this season. Austin Ryder is the only player that was projected to start for this Chiefs team at the beginning of the year that's still in front of Patrick Mahomes. Now, They've done it for large parts of this year without everybody but Eric Fishers, but that doesn't mean that they're going to be able to line up and handle Shaq Barrett, that they're going to be able to line up and handle Vita Vey. I mean, those guys are ridiculously good pass rushers. Patrick Mahomes is going to have to keep his head on a swivel because they're going to bring heat, and they're probably going to find success against a, a shaky offensive line. Luckily, the Chiefs have had two weeks to try and prepare for that eventuality. That's the tough thing with Mahomes is that you go up against these pillars of of football knowledge that you say these are absolute truths if you pressure the quarterback you're going to have a better chance to win and when Mahomes doesn't allow you to think that and he gives you proof that that's not true with him that's what scares you the most but when it comes to getting a game plan together there's no doubt that the Bucks are a little bit lucky here right not only are the Chiefs down their starting offensive tackles the Bucks are getting Vita Vea back to play in the middle he's going to clog up a lot of holes for them and we saw what happened a couple of weeks ago, that's a couple of weeks ago, right? Last week, whatever it was, in Green Bay, where they had Via back. They they relied on him heavily in the middle, and then that allowed Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul to have a lot of one-on-ones to the outside. And these guys are playing some of their best ball this season. And so that, without a doubt, is right up the Bucks' lane, and that's one of those areas where they absolutely have to capitalize if they're going to beat the team that is favored over. Look, everybody thinks that they've got a recipe to be able to slow down Tampa Bay's weapons. And we went into the season saying that this is the best Tom Brady maybe has ever had, even through the Randy Moss and and Rob Gronkowski era. But uh, 
no, it's not going to happen. There's too many weapons, especially if Antonio Brown plays. If he doesn't play, okay, that's another thing to talk about. But I don't know if you guys noticed, but Scotty Miller basically put the game out of reach in the second half or in the first half going into the second half with a monster touchdown. And so it's like they truly grow on trees in Tampa Bay, these offensive weapons. I don't think that you can have a team out there in the NFL that matches up against Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller. You can scheme up stuff all you want, but at the end of the day, you are at the Bucks' mercy. If they execute the way they could on offense, nobody's going to stop them. I really don't think that that's going to be the case. So I'll give a little friendly jab back. If the Buccaneers don't get in their way, I don't think Kansas City or anybody else is getting in the way of this offense. People have been saying that about Steve Spagnuolo's <laughs> defense for two years now, though. I mean, there, there's something to be said. But, I mean, you know, faster than Tyreek Hill, Scotty Miller is out there. So it's <laughs> hard to defend guys like that. <laughs> you can hear the rest of this conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL Show wherever you get your podcasts.